And let us understand what amazing grace means for so, our lives. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. It's an honor to be here and talk to you. I just want to start right away. Jesus paid the bill. There is nothing left on the cheque. He hung on the cross and finished the work. And Jesus' last word were It is finished. It is finished. There is nothing left to do. The Bible tells us when Jesus was resurrected. When he went to his father. They have seen him on the right side hand of his father. In the temples to Jesus' time. There were no chairs. The priest had no chairs to sit. It's similar like in Cambodia. You sit on the floor. Some people have no chairs in their home. Do you know why they didn't have any chairs? Because their work was never finished. There was always something to do. Every day. Every week. Every month. Every year. There was no chairs. No seats in the temple. And that's the picture for the work was never finished. But when Jesus was next on the right hand side of his father, we can read his seats. And this picture is so strong. It shows us that's grace. 
It is finished. There is nothing to do anymore. This is for you and for me. We can earn that. That's the amazing gift of grace. It costs you nothing. Amazing grace on earth is available for free for you and me. But there is a thin line between free and cheap. Grace, free but not cheap. When something comes to you for free, there's always a risk attached that it's not a value that has loses its value. If something costs you nothing, then the value is not much worth. Where I lived in Switzerland, when they open the store, you can eat free food there. It's broadwurst, it is called. It's like a sausage. So they were standing a line, hundreds and hundreds of meters, because this free broadwurst. And after this day, I've seen the trash um, laying around. Because the people took one, two, three breadwurst. But they couldn't finish it. So they throw it away. So the value of the breadwurst was not much worth. If you have to buy a breadwurst, it's $5. That's a lot of money. Or it's the same with the money I have here. I have a hundred riel and a hundred dollar. If you don't know the value of a currency, a hundred riel is about the same as a hundred dollar. Both are a hundred, right? But if you know the value, a hundred dollar is much, much more worth. And, and that's the same with grace. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a pastor of Germany, was living during the Second World War. The Second World War is similar to the war we had here in Cambodia, the Khmer Rouge. And he was confronting the Nazis the Nazis are like the Khmer Rouge. He did everything against it. He preached against it. He wrote long letters against it. And he did a lot of opposition work against it. 1943, the Nazis arrested him, put him in prison, and after two years, they executed him through hanging. 
He wrote many books, but one book starts with this following sentence. Cheap grace is the deadly enemy of the church. Today we are fighting for costly grace. We have to think about this sentence in the context of this time. Dietrich Bonhoeffer didn't say Hitler is like um, Pol Pot is the deadly enemy. The Nazis, like the Khmer Rouge, are the deadly enemy. Or the thinking was the deadly enemy. No, it's the cheap grace. And this is deadly. And the deadly enemy is deadly. It is serious. It is a serious threat. The church has a lot of enemies. Like ICF, people want to close us down. They talk behind our backs. But the words of Dietrich Bonhoeffer are still true today. The deadly enemy of the church is the cheap grace. And cheap grace is when Christians don't understand what's really grace is. If they don't really understand what the value of Jesus did on the cross. What's cheap grace? It's when it says theoretical. Instead in our hearts. Maybe we hear about grace in church. Maybe we think about home in, at home. Maybe we think, oh, it's a cool thing. Maybe we have a little idea what it could be. But it never affects our life. We could live with cheap grace. We think, oh, maybe everything is going to be all right at the end. But we didn't understand how costly it is. Because that's the concept of cheap grace. Where, where we have not understood but how costly it is what Jesus did on the cross. He died for you and for me. He didn't hold back any drop of his blood. He died on the cross so we can be forgiven. But Dietrich Bonhoeffer didn't fight against the cheap grace. 
said we have to fight for the costly grace because it's easy to be against things to point to the finger and say this people, this people, this and this has to change but Dietrich Bonhoeffer motivates says let's fight for the costly grace because we need a new understanding, a fresh understanding. What happened on the cross? Because if we really understand the price what God paid, through His Son on the cross, this will change our lives forever. And this will hold longer then fight against something. Because it goes to the substance of our motivation. And it goes to the substance of our believing. If grace is more than a theory, it becomes something that is engraved in our hearts. And it will change the way how we follow Jesus. Because of the end of the day, grace has a name. It's Jesus Christ. The name of grace is Jesus Christ. And it cost him everything to give you and me forgiveness. He died on a Roman cross. Totally. Not only half of him. He gave everything. Grace is costly. We have been bought by His blood and made free. Our sins are forgiven through Him. Costly grace is the gospel. That when we understand it cost God everything. His only son died on the cross. So we are forgiven. Even though he didn't deserve it. That's costly grace. And it's when it's sinking in our hearts. And it becomes something valuable for our life something priceless and it changes the way how we follow Jesus and when you follow Jesus you will see he will bring you on places where you never have been or never think you have can come but go so far and then you will need His grace to fulfill what He's put on your life. But it's only when you decide to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And then we learn that Jesus is our example in, our, in everything. Because grace becomes something costly to you. 
ពីព្រោះព្រះគុណគឺជាខ្លាចជាអ្វីមួយដែលមានតម្រៃសម្រាប់អ្នកអ៊ីឆែនជីងហៅអាវើអ៊ីសាំពលពីព្រោះព្រ
Because God, his father, was not there anymore. And when God is not there anymore, there is no light. Jesus was hanging on the cross all by himself alone. And he said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. on the cross it was Jesus a matter of fact to forgive the people so he is a role model to us we have no excuse not to be forgiving Jesus forgave us the Bible says as we are still his enemies. He chose to forgive us. Because there were no need to forgive us. But he decided to forgive us. And to do that. And sometimes we have a wrong understanding of forgiveness. And can I ask you to come to the front. So, when we hold unforgiveness, Andy standing for someone who heard of me. Maybe we had a fight yesterday. And I'm of course sure that I was not my fault, it was Andy's fault. So he has to turn back and forgive, say I'm sorry. Before I can say, okay, I forgive you. I'm holding him back. He wants to go, but I'm holding him back. And sometimes we think it's this way, right? But actually it's the other way around. 
if we have unforgiveness it holds us back i cannot let go i cannot forgive him i'm stuck i cannot move on I, I cannot move on in my life. I'm so hurt. I'm so painful. Till I decide I will forgive anyone. And then when you decide, you cut the road. And I can go. I can be free. I can forgive. And that's what's happening when we forgive people. We are free. It's our decision to forgive. And we are free and can live in, can be free and set free. Forgiveness is a decision. Because if you decide to forgive, it sets you free. And sometimes it's a path of restoration. Sometimes it takes a while till we're healed here in our heart. But it shows God and people that we are ready to change. Ready to change our hearts. Even it was not my fault. It doesn't matter, it wasn't Jesus' fault either. But he chose to forgive. The Bible tells us we need to forgive others to move on in our lives. If we have an issue with a person, we think over and over. And it starts to be really strong in our heart. And it takes a lot of space in our brain. But when we can forgive. And think positively about the people. It's healthier for your body as well. Up to 80% of all the sicknesses starts in our brain. That, that tells us forgiveness is the key to, he, to healing, your healing. Sometimes when you are sick, you are holding on, on, on unforgiveness. Holding on on negativity. Or holding on on past hurts. And that's only because it starts in your brain. Forgiveness and letting go is something you should do and it makes you healthy. And it makes you happy as well. God is our creator. And the Creator knows how we are built. And He knows how we are working. And He knows if we have unforgiveness in our lives, it, we are, cannot live free. 
ដូច្នេះព្រះអង្គដឹងបើសិនជាយើងអត់មានកើតអន្ទោសយើងនឹងអត់មានសេរីភាពក្នុងការរួមដល់ but decide to forgive. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been inspired and challenged. To find out more about ICF, visit our website. Or find us on SoundCloud or Facebook. We don't want to end without giving you the opportunity to ask Jesus into your life. This will be the greatest decision you will ever make. You can say these words after me. Jesus, I want to know you. Forgive me all my sins. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Thank you that you love me no matter what. I want to follow you. Prayer, God bless you.